Cool. Okay. Uh, you are listening to Doug by Us. I am Cassie. I am Chris. This Hello. This is episode something in the teens. I can't remember. I think 17. it's 17. Yeah. Cool. Like that. 17. Didn't think I'd be singing Jet in the first 20 seconds, but there you go. Sorry. No, that's fine. Hey, so last week you told me that you were bringing in my new favorite band. Absolutely. I've never been more certain that you would like a song. And I was terrified because I hate when people think that I'm going to love something because that makes me want to hate it because I'm a punk on the inside um, and the outside. And you brought in Buzzard, Buzzard, Buzzard. They're a band from the UK and the single is John Lennon is my Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Right. All of it. Um, I was terrified. I listened to it. I listened to it about 18 times in a row. In a week. No, like, in a, or, or in a day, day, in a day, like my whole tram trip home, which I think was like 45 minutes. I was just like, Jesus Christ. I love this. <laughs> I love this. I love this. I love this. And then I was like, who are this band? What does buzzard, buzzard, buzzard mean? I listened to some more of their stuff and I really, really like them. They don't have near enough music for me. Like I want more. Give me some more music. Like I just can't handle it. They've been around for a few years and there's not much, um, but they've just been on tour with Noel Gallagher. And Buzzard, Buzzard, Buzzard was apparently the name that Liam Gallagher wanted to call Oasis. Oh, right. I learned that from having a coffee date with a friend this week. But that's it. That's some history for you. Because I was so, what is going on with this? I had no idea what a Buzzard, Buzzard, Buzzard meant. I had no <laughs> idea of the, the, the band. Um, but I love them. Thank you so much. Like, my year is made. It's I, modern glam. Modern glam. this day. Glam is back. Rock is back. I didn't care what people say. I know that I'm in this bubble of rock, but I love it and it's back and it's so healthy right now. Should we say that we have a guest coming up in a minute or two that actually just, plays some pretty mean well, rock? I feel really awkward because I'm like, it's like I'm not looking at you, but you're here. <laughs> There's someone right, right here. here. <laughs> and it is Hearts, who is an Australian rock genius. And I didn't say that. Prince said it and I said it too. I said it before Prince said it. Did yeah. you say it before Prince said it? Oh, yeah. The ones that said it before Prince said it are like the day one supporters and the yeah. and the big fans, and I really appreciate that, to be honest, you know? You are lucky that I didn't wear my Hearts t-shirt. I washed it. I washed it, and then I I didn't wear it because oh, I chickened yeah, out last yeah, minute. Yeah. I felt like a loser. <laughs> <laughs> You've mentioned it now. There you go. I have to talk about your song first. Before we get the inside of this fabulous sure. man, uh, you brought in a song from Cage the Elephant who used the help of your spirit beast, Iggy Pop. That is correct. And My he beast. adds the exact might and right amount of, it's, I don't mean this to be offensive, but it feels like dirt, like dry dirt on your teeth. He's like the grit in that song that really makes it edgy and cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you get a cappuccino, they put enough chocolate on top to make it sweet, yeah. but it's not but, that's, but the sound's not sweet. It's like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. There's still enough caffeine to get you and going. And the song's amazing. Like he is the idol for, what's the word? Like counterculture, right? For the disenfranchised. And that song speaks all about that. I, it was, yeah, perfect for them to work together on that. And it's over in three minutes. And it's, I really dug that as well. Punk is back. Rock is back. Everything's back. Nothing ever went away. It never Mm. went away. It's just sounding really good right now. I don't know what it is with the year 2020, but music is just like, shit, it's good. I think so too, (laughs) yeah. I think it's like a a shift in mentality because it's like, okay, 2020, it's a new decade. You know, that kind of 2019 and 2018 was kind of like wrapping up, I think, in terms of the overall sonics of the land. And I think like everyone just kind of like, okay, 2020 is a new decade anything goes kind of thing. Like, you know, it's, I think it's like at the point where it's, you know, you, you know, in the past it was like sometimes previously looked at as uncool to be eighties or, and then it was like uncool to be like seventies and uncool. 
every like 20 years or so, like they look back and it's kind of a bit uncool, but 2020 really feels like nothing is off the table anymore. You know, like everything is, is on par and everything is cool. So like, you'll see so much more, I think so much more, um, resurgence of rock as well as so much resurgence of like eighties pop and all sorts of seventies funk, all sorts of styles that, um, previously, um, some people were, would call like a little bit cringy, maybe 10, 20 years ago. So I think there's just like no stigma around that anymore. And I think that's why 2020 and beyond is going to be really exciting for music. Cause I think, um, everyone's just going to embrace everything they love about music. Hopefully. I, I reckon think, it's already happening. Yeah, I, can I think feel so. It. Yeah. I can see it in shows. I think as well from thinking of buzzard, buzzard, buzzard and cage, the elephant and even Iggy Pop's new music is great. It's all inspired by the death of the idols. You know how we had a few years ago, and again, I'm bringing up Prince again, but there was Bowie, there was Lemmy, and so it kind of made everybody go back and appreciate those back catalogs, and I think that's got a lot to do with the music that's coming out today. Yeah, good point. Yeah, it it probably does. Yeah, I think um, as as time, like, rolls on, you know, um, all those legends, you know, uh, slowly, they they have to unfortunately go, and can you imagine the day McCartney goes or something like that? It's going to be crazy. I know it's my job to report on it, but I'm like, the day that we lose Iggy, I need a day. I need a week. I need a month. I can't even, nothing's going to prepare me for that. Yeah. But I like the fact that people are discovering those catalogs, particularly young people for the first time. Like a lot of people discovered um, Prince's like full catalog through me, for example, and Jimi Hendrix as well um, through me that had only heard my music on, you know, um, radio and things like that. And um and so it's good to to kind of be that open door towards the old generation as well. So I'm really appreciative of that as well. I love yeah. that. It's one of the many things Hearts is doing right now. For those who don't know, he's he's been performing a series of shows as Hearts does. Hearts plays Hendrix. Hearts plays Hendrix. Hearts plays yeah, Hendrix. Yeah. Where it's well, it's 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 a new concept for me because it was it was that thing that I said before was how can we um, pay tribute to Jimi Hendrix because obviously it's 50 years since he died this year. He was such a phenomenal uh, musician and artist and guitarist that. His impact on music is 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 massive, like, and it's just an awesome opportunity to be able to like pay tribute to him. But in putting together the project, I didn't want it to feel like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I I don't want it to be like one of them impersonation type shows that feels a little bit wrong in a way. I wanted to put my own spin on it and my own kind of, I guess, heart's energy into the performance and really tie that gap between new and old music as well as new and old generations and stuff like that and try and, and bridge that gap together. And that was something Jimi Hendrix was really passionate about as well. If you um, listen to some of his interviews and stuff, he always loved the old music and stuff and he tried to reinterpret it into what was um, popular at the time. And I feel like really um, that resonates with me as well in terms of my own music. So tying in Jimi Hendrix's catalog to today, I think is a, is a really strong thing. And just the couple of shows we've done so far, just seeing the demographic like it is really inspiring. It's young and old. It's like, you know, heart, people that are Hearts fans that maybe have only heard like Purple Haze and Voodoo Child and stuff, but they're now way more open to his catalog and his songwriting. And of course the diehard Hendrix fans that had never really heard of me. So I'm putting like a different spin on the music that is a little bit more current than what they would probably be used to. So, um, so far the feedback's been really amazing. So I'm really appreciated that I got the opportunity to do this project. Mm. Yeah. Dude, I can't even wait to see it. I can't even think of a, a better person to do it. And I'm going to see it at Blues Fest this year. Plug, if it doesn't get cancelled, but it's fine. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. We'll be there at Blues Fest and be like, hey, remember that time? The, <laughs> that was funny. The silly idea. of Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about some new music. Okay. Do you want to go first? Do I want to go first? Does Hearts want to go first? My song this week is Hearts' new song. 
Oh, thank you. Oh, Hang thank on. you. Here's one we prepared earlier. <laughs> you are such a sucker. Uh, it's, it's been out for like a month. It's called 20 something. It's got some of the coolest riffs you've heard in years in this song. Thank Absolutely you, cool. And um, a lot of lyrics that you touch on, on, I think kind of a semi-regular basis about how people judge one another and how you're even trying to just make your own way in the world. And yeah, add that with some, some really fun vocal tricks and you've got to hear the riff that starts like 20 seconds in. It's unreal. Uh, it's a, it's a really cool song. 20 something by this guy. I already yeah, dig thank it. Thank you. Thank I already you so dig much. It. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like Bruno Mars meets your dad's vinyl from the seventies, right? <laughs> yeah. But then you put it together and it's this really delicious hamburger of new music. Yeah. And I hope that people see it that way. You know, like I, Obviously, I'm very influenced from from the past and stuff, but I am still a current artist. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to feel like I'm a re- revivalist in a way, and I don't think my music represents no, that. It's super so it modern does, sounding. Yeah, it does feel like new music, and I think a lot of my music that that I've been put out, um, even some of the older stuff that I released, maybe 2014, 15, is getting discovered today, and it's like making playlists and stuff like that in new music categories, and it's like six, seven years old, so. I think that balance that I achieved just purely by natural kind of accident sounds very unique and it can always kind of be looked at as new music because it hasn't really been done in that way before. Um, so I'm really proud, proud of that. And particularly with this song as well, I personally have, have never really heard a song like this before. And that's something that I really aspire to do, to really make music that hasn't been made before you know like you can obviously take massive influences from things like that and i I love Jimi hendrix prince you know gorillas all sorts of bands that um you could hear sort of influence um from but putting it together in like a package that um i feel as though represents me and is unique that's the whole kind of goal that i'm going for you know so it's just creating new music is is always going to be the passion of mine it sounds exactly how you've just described it but you said that you keep on getting added to new music playlists but i think that the fact that you sound timeless that's what it is it's yeah, not true. that it's like sounding new it's timeless yeah i think that's yeah that's a good word to do and i think yeah i think that's what i what i strive for whenever i make the music and stuff and because it is a solo project and there's no real influence from anybody else like i do all the production recording and everything myself so i'm very aware of that when i'm doing like mixes and doing things of of okay how do i make this sound what you said, timeless, like, oh, how do I try to make this sound timeless? Cause you don't all, always, you know, succeed in that. But, um, that's, that's really like in, in my mind all the time. It's just like, how do I make really good music? But in the, in the way the sonics are, the way that actually sounds that it could fit into multiple different time periods and still stand out as well. Um, and that's no easy feat. And it's something that I'm still challenging myself with now. And obviously making new music now, I'm moving into another phase of, I guess, hearts, is is looking at that more aspect more deeply. I like it. It sounds good. I feel like you've you've got it sorted. The journey's fascinating. Thank I love you. it. Thanks and from so a much. DJ perspective, Hearts music comes in very handy to go between genres. It's, it comes in very handy That's in a, a DJ good point. set. Oh, that is a very good <laughs> so point. So yeah. from a DJ perspective, I like it. Keep doing it. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much. Who's next? Cassie I'm... or Hearts? <sighs> Look, I really, really want to know what song you want to bring in. Okay, I I'll can't wait. Next. I can't wait. Go next. I'll what go are next. you digging this week, Hearts? So I've recently been getting back into, I mentioned it before, Gorillaz, and obviously the project by Damon Albarn, and I think Blur was amazing, and I think the whole Britpop, I was a huge fan of Oasis as well, and 
that whole scene was such a big influence on me um, growing up. Um, so my first album I ever bought was the Gorillaz's debut album in 2001 or two. Nice. So I've been a huge, huge fan of Gorillaz for ages. But I recently like read an interview um, with Damon and, and he was talking about moving away from albums and not doing albums anymore. And it's something that I'd been talking about a couple of years ago and being like, okay, I don't think the landscape really, um, I don't know whether it's in, the word is enjoy, but the landscape isn't really devoted towards albums like it used to be, but it's a singles kind of market, everything turning over. And he was like, yeah, we, we don't really want to focus on albums. We want to do like more episodic content where it's like, single and then focused a video and a, and a story kind of based around a thing i was like man that's pretty genius and i wish i had an animated band to do something like that <laughs> where you can actually make make it somewhat like a tv series would be so like every month or something there's a new content or episode or something that comes out but anyway then the one of the newest ones that came out was a song called momentary bliss and um it really inspired me because the first time i heard it i didn't like it and i know when it, when that happens to me and from a band that I know I like, um, that I'm eventually going to love this song somehow. It's just going to work out that way. And um, I, I kept listening, kept, kept listening. And I was like, there's something weird about the fact that there's no structure to this song. Like there's little bits of like the hook comes in and out and stuff, but it's it's a very developing song, kind of like a, you would see in a, in a movie or some sort of television program where there's different scenes chopped up but you're keeping track of the story the whole way through subconsciously. And I think the song really represents that. And it's like on par with everything that I was saying before about my own music and stuff, and particularly the the single 20-something where the song keeps developing. It doesn't really, um, it's not really like a verse-chorus-verse-chorus verse, chorus type of repetitive thing. It's like a non non-linear kind of way of writing songs. And I think that Momentary Bliss was was a perfect kind of example of a uh, big artist and stuff like that really adopting that mentality of okay you don't have to worry about going back to that final chorus and then doubling it and stuff like that just in terms of the songwriting so i really like that and then the more i kept listening to it the more i loved the production i loved the sounds of thing it features slow tie a uk rapper slash alternative artist um as well so it's it, it's a really strong song and another song they um they released called Desolate, which is really um, a really strong song as well. But I'll stick to Momentary Bliss. And I think that um, the punk attitude of like that that UK punk that they brought into it, it reminds me of that first kind of Gorillaz album that re they released. And that's, I guess, why I really like it the most. Excellent. You know what? I haven't even heard it. I am so excited to listen to it for the same reasons that I said before with Buzzard, 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 where I'm like, yeah. oh, it sounds like I'm not going to like it, which is a challenge. Give it to me. Yeah. Or like... I, it sounds like I'm going to like it. Give it to me. I love that. Yeah. Unknown. And yeah. And that's the thing, like, particularly like some of my favorite songs were like songs that I heard the first time and I, I didn't get it. Like I didn't understand it at the time, even with like some of the Hendrix catalog, like I didn't realize that at the time that this was a great song. It was just kind of washed over me with the Prince catalog and stuff. But, but as I kind of got more into it and I don't know what keeps bringing me back, something in it keeps bringing me back. I'll listen to it again or I'll give another chance. Um, and then it just grows on me and it's like, and then those are the ones that become my favorite songs or the, the big songs, um, that become part of my life is just the ones that didn't get me at the start, but there was something there that was, that was hooking me. I have that effect with friends too. <laughs> Girls that I meet out and I'm like, I hate you. And then we become best friends. Yeah. Yeah. True. 12 true. years and counting. I love it. Jeff Buckley was the idea for the example for that for me. So it took me years to get Jeff Buckley and then yeah. I got it and then it was sick. 
Yeah, yeah. There, there's so much music like that, that that happens to me like that that I eventually like really, really appreciate over time. And but it's just that thing I can't articulate as to how why do I give it another chance? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like even John Coltrane, like trying to figure out jazz. Yeah. I just you train yourself. He's like, no, all right. Four months later, I'll go back, give another listen, and then the penny drops. Yeah, yeah. Well, let us know what you think of the new Gorilla song too, if it's taken a couple of listens or if, uh, I guess, you out there listening need, loved it straight away. I'm, I love that kind of stuff. I love those conversations. So start it with this. What's your song? So my song is a band that for some reason the title of the band just really, the name of the band really drew me in there uh, on tour with Hayley Mary um, oh, cool. solo. Or playing from the Jezebels, in, yeah. from Jezebels, playing in Byron Bay. And the band is called Seaside. And I don't know, for some reason, I just was really curious. I didn't know what sort of music it would be. I know that obviously Haley's music is a bit more kind of rocky and, and indie. So I, I checked them out on Spotify and thank goodness I did because they've just dropped a new EP called In Another Life. And it is very, it sounds like the sea. I don't even mm. know, right? It sounds like the sea, but it's not a fun sea. It's a little bit rocky. Choppy. It's choppy. It's overcast. It's a really fun sound. This band is from Byron Bay. I don't really know much about them, to be honest. Um, but when I did go and listen to them, I just was like, hang on, this is great. I couldn't stop listening. I know I need to choose a song. I can't decide because I'm really loving the EP. So let's just, I just need to have a look and see what is my most listened to out of the whole, the whole, I think it's Joyride. Yep. I just had a look. <laughs> I've been listening to Joyride the most from Seaside. Seaside. Um, really fun. I don't writing. know. It's 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 female led vocals. It's grungy but sweet, and it's groovy, but it's a bit rocky. Mm, just like the sea itself. It's just, just like, like the seaside. You're standing at the beach hotel at Byron Bay, and you're looking out there, and you're going, oh, "I don't know if I should swim or not." That's what this oh, sounds like. Oh, that sounds interesting. I'm gonna check that out on the way back. Push it up in the car and see. What was going on? And turn it up. Turn yeah, it up. Yeah. There's some really nice the harmonies. The harmonies in the chorus is what what I'm particularly for that track. I think Joyride, that's what I keep on going back to. Right now I'm in that place right now and I'm listening to it in my head and I'm like, this is so sweet, but it's not. Um so that's what I'm digging this week. Awesome. Before we wrap up, can I get two more plugs in for amazing stuff that Hearts has been doing that people may not be aware about? On yep. the weekend. Seven the- plugs. Seven. <laughs> on the weekend, the 2020 Women's World Cup, uh, Hearts had the theme song to that. Yeah. Performed uh, at the MCG and also at the opening ceremony on the field. was Yeah. It was, how cool was it to be a part of that quickly? That was so cool because it, it all developed very naturally. Like they were looking for someone about, I don't know, probably about six to eight months ago to, to record the theme song that they were using the ads and stuff. They pitched it to a lot of Australian artists um, and they eventually decided on, on my, um, my version. And they really liked it. Um, they started using the ads. They got a really good response from it. They asked me, would you like to perform it at the opening ceremony in Sydney um, at the Sydney Showground Stadium? I said, of course. Um, it was a really amazing opportunity. Um, they had Vera Blue as well performing. They had Mitch Tambo. Um, and it was a nice kind of really eclectic bunch of individuals performing songs there. And um, yeah, from there, the response has just been great. So they're like, oh, we got the women's final coming up. Katy Perry's doing the... Um, the main entertainment on the thing, but we'd like you to do something on one of our side stages in the Olympic room. And I was like, okay, well, what do you need? And like, oh, we should form the song. Can you come do that? And so I did that at the MCG over the weekend and it was an amazing experience. And um, yeah, just to be part of something that's that big campaign and just hearing that song in, in the ad, like 
during every break, just say in the in the tennis um, Australian Open as well, like watching the Australian Open and just seeing the ad just keep coming on. It was surreal because I hadn't really been part of something that um, huge in terms of um, advertising and a, and a big campaign before. So um, that that was really encouraging for me as an artist to, you know, um, to be part of that um, as well as all the other kind of projects I had going on at the time. Yeah. And another one, you popped in at number five in the Triple J Hottest 100 this year with uh, your yeah, true, I did. <laughs> amazing guitar work with uh, with Denzel Curry for the Locker version. Of, I forgot um, about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was... <laughs> How do you forget about that? Sorry, that just goes to show how much you've got on right now. Yeah, no, but that's the thing. Like, oh, there, there's been so much going on and there's all sorts of things happening at the moment as well. But um, yeah, that was an amazing opportunity because um, I'd never met Denzel. I didn't even really understand his music. Like, I didn't know about it. I knew like one single and that was about it. So when um, someone approached me, I think his music director saying, oh, we're looking for a guitarist. We want, we want to do Bulls on Parade. Um, I was like, okay, that sounds mega awesome, but what's Denzel's vocal like? Because I, I had no idea. Like I didn't know because just from his um, normal rap stuff, it wasn't as heavy as, as I knew, as I didn't know he could go. So um, we had a rehearsal the day before and um, he wasn't really feeling it because his voice, because he was touring and stuff. So his voice was a little bit raspy and he's just like, you know what, I, I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm, I'll just do it on the day. So we were all like nervous, like, is this going to be really weird or whatever? But to be honest, when we got there, we started sound checking and like, he just went, go in and out, straight away. And everyone, all the band members were just like, yep, this is going to be one of those things. But obviously we didn't know how huge impact it would have with, with Triple J listeners and obviously with the with the nation and with the internationally as well, like all those YouTube reaction videos and just, it just went mega viral beyond, I think anyone really understood or anyone really um, expected is the word. Um, so yeah, that was just amazing. Another amazing opportunity to be part of. And uh, you know, it's just one of those things like my career is one of those ones where it just, keep, kind of just keeps going up and down. And like the, the, the big ups are just things that like, you just can't, plan for you know they're just those things that the the universe has just placed in my lap and it's just kind of my my job to just take it and do my best with it so um i'm really appreciative and glad that i got that opportunity and glad that you know denzel loved it so much and obviously the the nation and beyond loved it so much from denzel to Katy perry to doug by us <laughs> you were just going from strength to strength my friend <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Cassie. That's Chris and Hearts. Check him out. Go see him at Blues Fest and live and listen and listen to the old stuff because it doesn't even sound old. It's great. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome.